Hallelujah. Before we get into our message tonight, the Lord told me that he wants me to pray for the sick. Those who are maybe dealing with some kind of evil disease. How many of y'all know sickness and disease is evil? You got to think like that if you're going to be free from it. God wants his people at ease. At ease, not with disease. So tonight, if you're suffering in your body with anything, it doesn't matter what it is. Arthritis, heart disease, high blood pressure, diabetes. It's all been put under the feet of Jesus. So I want you to Release your faith as we pray tonight. Stretch forth your hands. I say stretch forth your hands as an act of faith. Father, we thank you tonight. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles by faith. And even tonight, Lord, we claim our deliverance from every sickness and every disease known to man. And we release our faith tonight, even as your word declares what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. We believe tonight that we receive our deliverance from every disease, every sickness, every infirmity. In the name of Jesus, amen. And amen. There's a preacher by the name of Kenneth Hagin. He used to say, keep the switch of faith turned on. Keep the switch of faith turned on. The devil will put something in your mind and say, well, you know, you get a symptom of that sickness or whatever. Keep the switch of faith turned on. Don't say anything other than what the word says, and that's by his stripes. I've been healed. Amen. 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 Tonight's lesson is called God's Unchangeable Desire. God's Unchangeable Desire. Now, it's going to take the Holy Spirit to teach this, so let let us pray tonight. Father God, pray that you'll give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Open the eyes of our understanding. So that we would know what is the hope of your calling and what the riches of the glory of your inheritance is in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power to us who believe. Holy Spirit, begin to open our eyes. Help us to see that which you have ordained for your people to experience in their generation. Glorify yourself, Father, as you do so. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. God's unchangeable desire. I want to start in the book of Genesis, chapter 1. We're going to see how far we can get with this lesson tonight. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. 
And let them, man, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth. Somebody say all the earth. Over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God created him, male and female created he them. God blessed them. I like to use that word blessed a lot because that word blessed simply means empowered to prosper. God empowered them to prosper and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. So God's desire... For mankind, in the beginning, was that mankind would have dominion or authority. The Amplified says complete authority over all the works of God's hands. God's desire was that the blessing of dominion authority go on throughout eternity uninterrupted. That was, that's what he wanted. Now, in the mind of God, of course, that was spoken thousands of years ago, but in the mind of God, that was just like yesterday. That was just like days. The Bible says a day is like a a thousand years and a thousand years like a day to God. So in the mind of God, this is very fresh. And it ought to be fresh in our minds also as New Testament believers who understand who they are in Christ, and the things that have been given to us as a result of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. These, this is our portion, this dominion authority that the Bible talks about. It's not some far-off thing. It's something that God wants you and I to experience in our generation because the power of the Holy Spirit and the power of Almighty God has, in, has empowered us to live these supernatural lives. Now, a lot of times we don't do that because we don't accept what he says. But God wants us to believe his word and begin to act on what he says. To believe that the Bible, what the Bible says about us, that we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Now, I want us to realize the finality in this assignment given to man. Once God speaks... And he spoke in Genesis. Once God speaks, he's married forever to his desire. He's not going to change his mind. And I want us to see how God doesn't change his mind by way of Scripture. Because we have to realize that God is serious to this day concerning his command in the Garden of Eden. Let's go to Malachi, the book of Malachi, chapter 3. God is serious about this and he has not forgotten about his command to mankind it says here in Malachi 3 verse 6 for I am the Lord I change not so God letting us know right there that he does not change now mankind changes we change but God does not his command in the beginning is still the command that he wants us to experience today he says, so I change now. Let's go to the book of James and, and, and see another scripture concerning how God doesn't change. James 
James 1 and 17. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom, talking about God, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So that's another testimony that God does not change. His assignment for mankind has not changed. The church needs to get a hold of that and begin to act on that and to be able to believe that God's will for you and I is total and complete dominion in Christ. Got to stop playing church and get hold to the truth. Jesus said, if you know the truth, the truth will make you free. And it will make you free to such a degree that you will begin to experience the supernatural power of God in your life here in 2019. Amen. Another scripture that I like to go to that talks about how God doesn't change. Very familiar scripture, Hebrews chapter 13. We quote this all the time. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was a healer then. He's a healer now. He's our example of a man who understood who he was and who used the dominion authority that God had given him during his time on earth. That same power and authority... He has now entrusted to us. When he, told, when he told his disciples, behold, I give you power, that's what he was talking about. Dominion, power, and authority in the earth. The ability through Christ to speak and, and command the, the very earth. The power of God to speak and command the earth to do what we ask it to do. Now, that sounds far out to us, but to God, that's normal Christianity. Romans chapter 11. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. The gifts and calling of God or without repentance. In other words, when God spoke to Adam in the garden and gave him authority and dominion in the earth, that was like a gift. And it was like a calling. It was an assignment. And the Bible says when God does, when he uh, releases a gift and a calling, he doesn't change his mind. He still expects Adam's seed to experience that same dominion that Adam had when he lost it in the, before he lost it in the garden. So God has not changed his mind. Religion has changed its mind. Man has changed his mind because they got away from the word. But God is still the same. And he wants you and I to experience this kind of dominion on the earth. So the gift and calling of God, the gift and calling of dominion was given to man. And God has not changed his mind. It is still at the forefront of his thinking to this day. As you sat there today, 
Filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, he filled you with the Holy Ghost for a reason. He said, Behold, I give you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Why don't we see the church acting on that? Why do we, we walk around weak and act like we don't have anything? God has entrusted us with his power and dominion, and he expects us to release it in the earth. And we have the capability through Christ, through the new birth, to do so. But we must begin to act on these things and not just, you know, come to church and hear, hear about it and, and think, well, you know, maybe one day, someday. No, you're supposed to be doing that. I'm supposed to be doing that. This is our portion. Amen. Amen. Let's look at some of uh, some, uh, the genesis of some of this. Let's go to uh, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 5. The Bible says, And the devil, taking him, Jesus, up into a high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power or authority will I give to you, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and whosoever... I will give it. So what the devil was telling Jesus wasn't a lie. He had the power and authority. Or else it wouldn't have been a temptation. He says, all the power that, was, that, that Adam gave to me, he says, I can turn it over to you. So what that lets us know is that this power and authority is transferable. It can go from one individual to the next. Amen? So that power and authority... That Satan had, Jesus took back on Calvary. And because he wants uh, to share that power and authority with the church, he has given that same authority to the church, to you and I. Amen? So we have to see that. Adam gave uh, Satan uh, authority and dominion that God gave him. This authority is real. It is the highest reality. It can be passed on to another. Adam lost it, but Jesus took it back. Now, we need to look at it like that. We need to see it like that. We need to understand that that authority and dominion that God had in the garden has been given back to the church right now. You don't have to, we don't don't have to wait till the millennial to experience it. A lot of people think, well, you know, during the millennial, and you will. But God expects us to do it right now. Against all the opposition, against all the demon powers, he wants us to release that authority in the earth and set the captive free. That's our portion. Let's go to 1 John. 1 John. I don't know about you, but I like, I like studying the Bible. You start seeing things and God begins to reveal things to you. That this is a now gospel. Chapter 3, verse 8. He that committed sin is of the devil. For the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. That he might destroy the works of the devil. Jesus' whole ministry 
was to fulfill God's desire to restore lost dominion to mankind. That's the whole reason he came to the earth. That's the whole reason he took on the form of a man, was to restore that lost dominion to the earth or to mankind. That's the whole reason he was manifested. And when he did that, he destroyed and took back all of Satan's power and dominion, and then he gave it to the church. He's given it to us. The question is, what are we going to do with it? Are we going to believe it, what the Bible says concerning that, or are we going to be spectators? Are we going to operate in this authority, which God expects us to do that? Or are we going to, like I said, we're going to sit back and let the, the enemy continue to run over us and continue to place the curse upon us? Jesus' life was dedicated to God's desire for man to, to dominate the earth. That's what his whole life was about. That's the whole reason he came, was to bring that lost dominion and restore it back to the church. So you don't have to live underneath the devil's power or or thumb anymore. You can be free from that when you begin to exert your authority in the name of Jesus. I wish I had somebody tonight. This is the truth. He said, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. The the depression, the sickness, the bondage that we experience, we do it needlessly. Because we have, we're we're in charge. Amen. And we need to view it that way. We need to see it that way. Our minds must become renewed to this. The evangelical church has pretty much lost this this, uh, revelation. They view themselves as they view themselves as weak, incapable, with no power. They say, "Well, the only one who has power is God." Well, yeah, God has the power, but He's given it to us. It's delegated authority, but it doesn't do us any good if we don't receive it by faith and act on it. We're waiting on God, and God is waiting on us. Amen. John chapter 4. Thank you, Lord. I told him I'd preach it. (laughs) I pray that you'll receive it, though. (laughs) Amen. Again, Jesus is passing. I want you to see that. I want you to see it here in verse 34 of chapter 4. He says, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. He says, my meat, my, the thing that, 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 that motivates me is to do God's will. Now, God's will is God's desire. Amen? He says, I came to do his will. So God's will is God's desire. And Jesus said, and his desire was to, to finish his work or bring complete restoration to mankind. That's what he came to do, to bring complete Restoration to mankind. Now, again, a lot of times we don't uh, experience that because of the uh, opposition that we face in the earth. The devil's still here. And, uh, of course, our bodies, these physical bodies, still have weaknesses in them. You know, they've been redeemed from sickness, but sickness will still try to attach itself to us. Of course, we have a covenant that promises us that we can receive healing. 
But because we receive opposition a lot of times, I think we, we think, well, it must not be God's will for me to walk in a complete authority. No, God still wants you to walk in complete authority here, even though you have opposition. You know, in, in the millennial, you're not going to have opposition. That's the, that's the only difference. But because we have opposition does not mean that God does not want us to step out in faith and resist the devil. Submit yourself to God or his word. Resist the devil, the Bible says. The Bible says he'll flee every single time. Why? Because the dominion authority, you got it. And he knows it. And he knows if he doesn't flee, his goose is cooked. But you've got to look at it and you've got to realize that. Because that, that's what the devil gets us. He keeps us in the dark concerning these things. Amen. So it's the will of God. It was the will of God for Jesus to restore everything that Adam lost. Everything. All the, all the prosperity. All the joy, all the, everything that Adam lost, Jesus restored it all to you. It's yours. You just have to reach out by faith, take it. Amen? So this is our portion. This is our portion. This is how we got to view things. Now, let's go to Luke chapter 4. Got to lose that, that weak mentality and develop a power consciousness. A power consciousness. That's what God wants us to do. It's not pride. It's believing what God says and acting on it. Brings God much joy when we do that. Luke uh, 4 verse 17. And there was delivered unto him, talking about Jesus, the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Jesus found in the Old Testament scrolls, the book, in the book of Isaiah, he found the place where it was written here in verse 18 in the book of Isaiah. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance, to the captives, the chains have been broken. That's what he's saying. The recovery of sight to the blind, both uh, uh, physically blind eyes and spiritually blind eyes. To set at liberty them that are bruised. And to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now, verse 19, I want to uh, talk about that for a minute. The acceptable year of the Lord. That's the, the year of jubilee. The year of Jubilee. That's what he was talking about. And in the year of Jubilee was complete restoration of everything that the curse had canceled. In other words, everything that was taken away was to be restored in the year of Jubilee. And the, the, the year of Jubilee that Jesus is talking about is an endless Jubilee. Once he went to the cross and was raised from the dead... He ushered in an endless cycle of blessing and power to the church. That means you. And it's supposed to never end. It's our portion as you sit there. Again, the enemy 
has blinded the minds of the church. But what God is doing tonight, if you'll receive it, is he's opening our eyes and helping us to see who we are in Christ, what the cross, what the finished work of the cross is about for us, so that we can begin to act on it, so we, we can begin to step on the devil and let him know who's in charge. A lot of times we don't think like that. Again, we don't, we think like, well, you know, that was for Peter and Paul and those guys in the early church. Well, you got the same Holy Ghost they got. You got the same mandate that they had. We just have to act on it. Let's look at verse 20. And he closed the book and he gave it again to the minister and he sat down. I could teach on that for like five weeks right there. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, this day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. In other words, you can receive that now. That's what he's saying. It's for you now. It's for this generation now. You don't have to wait until the millennial. You can experience Holy Ghost power, Holy Ghost authority, Holy Ghost dominion right now if you'll believe it. That's what he's saying. The acceptable year of the Lord is here. Hallelujah. If we'll believe it. Now, the problem is the renewed mind. The child of God, though born again, though filled with the power of the Holy Ghost, the Bible say, even says filled with the powers of the worlds to come, a lot of times we don't experience that because our minds still think like, you know, we did before we got saved. We have not yet realized that the new birth is a mighty powerful thing. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Oh, God, help us. Help us get revelation. Verse 17. You know, when people get born again, this ought to be one of the first scriptures that they take people to. Therefore, if any man or woman, any man or woman, be in Christ. How many of y'all are in Christ tonight? He is a new creature. Or a new creation. He is right now. As you said that right now, God says you're a new creature or a new creation. You have capability now that you didn't have before. You've been entrusted with things that you didn't have before you got born again. The born again experience takes you and I to another level of living. We don't have to live in the natural anymore. We can live in the supernatural where Jesus is. The Bible says we've been raised up together and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. Even right now. As you sit there, God sees you raised and seated with Jesus. you got to see yourself that way. you got to see yourself raised and, uh, above sickness and disease. you got to see yourself raised above all the curse. Even right now as you sit there and begin to talk like it. New creatures talk different. They talk faith. They speak the word. They believe God. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away. Old things like what? Sickness and disease. 
poverty, lack, depression, fear, all those things the Bible says are not our portion anymore. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become all things, all things. Somebody say all things become new. That means all the benefits of salvation. All the benefits. They're, they're yours. As you sit there right now. The world should be envious of us. They should look at the church and say, man, I want some of that. How can I get some of that? And we can tell them, receive Jesus. That's all you have to do. Amen. So he says, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. A new creature, spiritual restoration has been accomplished. I got this in my notes, so I'm going to read it. We have been slow to acknowledge our freedom. I'm going to say that again. The church has been slow to acknowledge its freedom. Old things have passed away. Like I say, sin, the sin nature has passed away. Fear has passed away. Sickness and disease has passed away. Poverty, spiritual death. In the mind of God, all these things have passed away. What has to happen, though, is our minds have to become renewed. And develop what the Bible calls the mind of Christ. We need to start thinking like he thinks. Scripture says, as he is, so are we in this world. As Jesus is, so are we. The Bible says that. Right now. It doesn't say we're going to be. It says you, you're there now. All that has to happen, though, is we have to renew our thinking. And allow the word of God to reign supreme in our thinking. Takes effort, though. That takes effort. It doesn't happen overnight. It's one of those things where you have to allow the Holy Spirit to begin to speak to you as you study and meditate on the Word. So it takes effort. But it's worth it. It's worth it. So the new creatures, that's the church. And the church is supposed to use their God-given Delegated authority in the earth. That's what we're supposed to do. Luke chapter 10. Let's go there. I'm having a hit and run tonight. I, I, I don't have much time, so I'm trying to get a lot of scripture involved. Now, Jesus is the head of the church. And this is what he says. Behold. Now, we don't talk like that today. Behold. In other words, he's saying, look. Look or pay attention. I give unto you power, authority, to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the authority or power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. What a covenant. What, a, what an awesome covenant we have. Jesus says, I've given unto you power to tread on, to step on the devil. That's what that word tread means, to step on all the power of the devil. In other words, every time the devil try to raise up against you, I've given you authority to put him down. You don't have to call Pastor Gullah. You can call him, but you don't have to. <laughs> Amen? You can take authority over the devil yourself. And that's what he trains us up to do. He wants us to, to be believers like that, to, to, to use our God-given authority ourselves. 
And here's the thing about this. When he was speaking to the disciples, they weren't even born again yet at this time. They weren't saved. He hadn't went to the cross. Amen? They were not filled with the Holy Ghost. And yet he was telling them, I'm giving you delegated authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Okay? So think about it. You and I have been born again. We have the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. How much more? Should we tread on serpents and scorpions? How much more should we take authority over the devil? I, I, I was just laying in the bed before I came to church this, morning, uh, this, this, this evening, trying to rest up a little bit, and a pain hit me in my side. And I was like, okay, I got to preach tonight. First thing went through my mind. And I said, you know what? No, ain't happening. Just took a thought, just in the name of Jesus, no. And guess what? It left. That, I mean, it's simple as that, really. But see, we don't act on that. A lot of times we'll let the devil play with our mind and, you know, oh, I must be coming down with some old. And then guess what? It gains a stronghold, right? But what we need to do when we see the devil touch us or come against us, immediately take that authority. Don't play with him. Just take it out of the And you, and you, it, it, it'll work every single time. If we'll do it. If we'll do it. So, it was God's desire for each and every one of us to experience this type of authority. Colossians chapter 2. Let's go there. Is anybody getting anything? Because I tell you, man, this is, this is what it's all about. This is his desire. This is God's unchangeable desire. This is what he wants. Everybody trying to figure out what God wants. God wants his man to exercise dominion in the earth. That's what he wants. It's not complicated. <laughs> Just say do it. Because <laughs> I've given it to you. Verse 15. And this is what our Lord and Savior did for us. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He spoiled, Prince Jesus spoiled the devil. He stripped Satan of all his dominion. That's how you got to think. You got to think that way. I say, well, the devil don't, you don't have authority to put that on me. Your authority has been stripped. And you got to think that way. You got, uh, every day, you got to renew your mind to that kind of thinking. He doesn't have authority to put poverty on you, lack on you. He doesn't have that type of authority. You have to let him know that you know. And he'll back off because he doesn't have any authority. Jesus stripped him of all of that authority. Matthew chapter 16, let's go there. Verse 18. Now he's talking to Peter, Simon Peter here, but he's talking to you also tonight. And I say also unto you that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
The gates of hell, talking about Satan and his powers, will never prevail against the church who understands who they are in Christ. Verse 19, and I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. And this is what Jesus is saying about the keys. By the way, he hadn't been raised from the dead yet. He's saying, when I'm raised from the dead, you'll experience this. Jesus is, when I am raised from the dead and you become a new creature, I'm giving you the keys to the earth. That's what he's saying. The keys of the kingdom, the keys to the earth. I'm giving you the keys to the earth. In other words, Peter, when I'm raised from the dead, when you get this renewed authority, this restored authority, you're going to get promoted. You're not going to be weak anymore. You're not going to be Simon anymore, but you're going to be Peter because you're going to believe the revelation that I'm the Christ. And, the, and everything that was, that was stolen by Satan or given uh, to Satan by Adam, I'm going to restore it. And I'm giving you the very keys to the earth and to the dominion and authority that Father God meant for you, mankind, to experience in the beginning. Like I say, that's what he's talking to us tonight. He's given to each and every one of us these type of keys, this, this type of power. Let's close here in uh, Galatians chapter 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. So in the mind of God, the only thing that matters to God is a new creature. Doesn't matter about circumcision. (laughs) Doesn't matter about uncircumcision. That was Old Testament. He said, the only thing that matters to me in this generation, in this dispensation, is the new creature reality. That my people are no longer slaves, but my people are sons and daughters of God. And they've been given an inheritance, and they are joint heirs with Christ. And everything that belongs to Jesus has been given to you. We're joint heirs with him. All of the earth and everything in it belongs to our master, the Lord Jesus Christ, but he's told us that he wants to share it with us. We just got to believe it. We just got to receive it. We just got to act on it. We shouldn't be living beneath our privileges anymore. Hearing a message like this, this ought to stir you up to say, you know what? No more crumbs. No more crumbs. I'm not living beneath the privileges. Jesus' blood has been shed. He's been raised from the dead. He's seated at the right hand of God, representing me there. And I'm going, to, I'm, going, I'm going to experience everything that God has ordained that I experience as a result of that. Stand to your feet tonight. This is New Testament preaching. 
this is not religion. This is the reality of who you are and what he has done and what he expects. This is his desire. He's not going to change his mind. If we don't do it, he'll find somebody who will. If you don't walk in it, he'll find somebody who will. Before Jesus comes back, the Bible says he's coming back for a church without a spot or wrinkle. A church who knows who they are and a church who is experiencing their God-given rights. It glorifies God when you do so. It really and truly does. If you want to glorify him, you know, when you do, do your Holy Ghost dance, that's good. But glorifying him is taking authority in his name. Father, we thank you tonight for what you have done for us by way of the cross, by way of the resurrection, by way of the gift of the Holy Spirit. My prayer tonight, Father, for your people is they would they receive tonight that which you have ordained. That we would begin to walk in and experience in our generation the very powers of the worlds to come. Glorify yourself as we do so, Father, because it's by the power of God. It's not by might, nor is it by power, but it's by your spirit. We give you all the glory, all the praise, all of the honor. It's your power, but it has been delegated to us. And tonight we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The Lord bless you. Yes, ma'am. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got an outreach in Calvert. Thank you, Marilyn. We got an outreach in Calvert Saturday. Uh, I think they leave here about 9 o'clock, and they take the van up there. And we're just uh, going to do a lot of praying. We need a lot of prayer up there. Some some of us are going to walk the streets, but I'm going to have the church open. And uh, those of you who who really can't walk too much, y'all can just be at the church praying. Amen? And but uh, that's what we're going to do Saturday morning. Amen. If you can join us, we'd love to have you. Amen. Amen. Fruitfulness and prosperity. That's your portion in Christ. Receive it in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you.